Hello, and welcome to Pause Pop, positively pop culture, where we talk about the things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm Carrie Gessner. And I'm Kate B. Taylor. Today, I am <laughs> very excited because we're talking about the new movie, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves, and the revival of the classic NBC sci-fi series, Quantum Leap. Hooray! <laughs> and this is coming on the heels of us taking an unintentional week off. We just got crazy busy things going on and it just kind of I feel like I feel like it's not that we forgot. <laughs> we just got <laughs> We kind Maybe. of forgot. We kind of forgot. Anyway. But yeah, we got busy and things popped up, but we are back now. We are. Hopefully you weren't too disappointed last week. <laughs> <laughs> We will resume our normal once every other week schedule, so that should not happen again. Yes. <laughs> we'll be better about it. We will. So I've been excited to maybe see this movie that you saw, so mm-hmm. tell us all about it. Yes, I was so excited to go see this mm-hmm. <laughs> because I love Dungeons and Dragons, and I also just love movies that are fun and that they're ad- adventurous. So, like, our friend Rachel was going through all the Oscar movies, and I was like, these sound so boring. I just want to have fun at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there's a place for those movies. But right now, yes. I'm just like, like, let me experience joy while I'm in the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> so I went with a couple people in my D&D group, which was fun. And this came out at the end of March. The full title is Honor Among Thieves. And it was directed by John Francis Daly of Freaks and Geeks fame. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right? Little, little, the little nerdy kid, the main. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I guess he's probably a grown up by now, right? <laughs> he is, he is a grown up. <laughs> he's very into D&D. Cool. It was co-directed by Jonathan Goldstein, and they both co-wrote the script with Michael Gilio. And it stars Chris Pine as Edgin the Bard (laughs) and Michelle Rodriguez as Holga, who is a barbarian. And the movie cold opens literally in a cold prison up in Icewind Dale and everything is frozen. And these two characters are both in prison and their prison sentence is like breaking up ice blocks. (laughs) (laughs) and they're coming up on their second anniversary of being not anniversary but you know (laughs) of being put in prison so they get a yearly review and they tell their story to the review board edgin gives you the backstory he was a bard he worked for these people called the harpers who i am not super familiar with them in terms of DD lore but they're, you know, kind of adventurers who put away bad guys and things like that. And what happened was some of the bad guys that he put away tracked down his family and killed his wife. Mm. Yeah, at first I was like, oh, no, they fridged the wife. <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up not being so terrible. And I will hopefully explain why. Well, I can't explain all of why. Anyway. His baby daughter survives and he is sort of a mess after this. He quits the Harpers, 
but he doesn't really know how to provide for his family. And also he's just grieving. Uh-huh. So he's like, he has the baby in a tavern one night. <laughs> <laughs> and Holga comes and she finds him there and she's like, okay, you're a mess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's get you some help. So they end up kind of becoming friends and well, really becoming friends and basically raising Kira together. And Kira, when she's grown up a bit, is played by Chloe Coleman, who you will probably remember from, uh, she was the little girl in Gunpowder Milkshake as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the story picks up about 10 or so years later. And basically they, they started becoming thieves to, <laughs> to, uh, to support Kira. But they were, they were good at it. And they put together a little team with Forge, played by Hugh Grant, who's a con artist, and Simon, played by Justice Smith. And Simon is sort of not a very good sorcerer. <laughs> and they get sort of tasked to infiltrate this keep. And the person asking them to do this is named Safina, and she's played by Daisy Head. And I was so excited to see Daisy Head just like get to be a villain <laughs> for two hours. <laughs> She's very good at it. But the reason Edgen agrees to this job is there is a tablet of resurrection inside this keep. Oh. Yeah, they're like helping Safina. I can't remember exactly the reason she gives them, but they're they think she's a good person and they're helping her do this and then Everyone else kind of wants the riches that they can get inside the keep. But Edgen is in particular is after this tablet of resurrection because he wants to bring his wife back. So it goes really horribly wrong and Edgen and Holga get caught and the rest kind of flitter off to their lives. So, (laughs) so Edgen and Holga get out of prison after two years and they, return home and everything has changed forge is now the i I don't know what they call it the mayor or governor or something of this town called neverwinter and he's really annoying (laughs) (laughs) and edgen tasked him with keeping kira safe obviously because someone needed to and he was going off to prison and like they get there and Again, and Holgar are like, okay, we're here for Kira. Like, we're sorry we were in prison for two years. And Forge is a real big meanie. And he's like, no, actually, I've taken to fatherhood. And oh. <laughs> it makes me feel like a god. So, Ew. yeah. <laughs> he is not a good character. Uh. And he's just like, no, I'm going to just tell Kira that you guys left again. And I'm going to stay with Kira. Yeah. And he tries to get them arrested. Oh. And it's just like, dude, you used to be their friend. Like, you're being really awful. And he's in league with Safina, who is like his top advisor. And you find out the truth that she's not really a good person. And she's, in fact, a red wizard of Fae. But she's sort of keeping that a secret. And there are some, you get the, the red wizard of Fae backstory throughout the film. Mm-hmm. and they're they're not really good people. <laughs> <laughs> so in 
So Edgen and Holga escape trying to be arrested again. And they're like, oh, no, we have, you know, sort of created a monster. And like, he's got my kid. And we've we've got to fix all this. Mm -hmm. So they have to put together a little team. And they reconnect with Simon, who is still not a great sorcerer. (laughs) And... (laughs) Simon knows of Doric, a tiefling druid who lives sort of nearby, and she ends up joining them because Forge, as the leader of Neverwinter, is encroaching upon the Neverwinter forest where she and her adoptive elf family live. (laughs) (laughs) And then along the way, they also meet Zenk, played by Regé Jean Page. And he's sort of a no-nonsense paladin. And he and Edgen don't really get along. And it's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, they go on this adventure. They basically decide to rob Forge, you know, to get back at him. But along the way, they obviously want to get back Kira as well. And there are a couple, like, MacGuffin-type things, like... Forge is throwing this big game thing. I I can't remember exactly what they're called. Something about the sun. And basically it's a lot of like really dangerous games in an arena and most of the contestants are going to die. Uh, <laughs> but all of these rich people from throughout the land are coming to bet on it. So he's promising that, you know, all of their riches will be safe in this in this underground vault and they're they're gonna enter infiltrate the vault and simon's like oh no there's this like really powerful enchantment on it so like i can't get through we'll need this the only way you can do it is with this helmet of disjunction so they go off on the quest for this helmet of disjunction which is (laughs) how they run into zank and it's yeah it's just it's a big adventure and it's really funny i laugh a lot the characters are really good. Chris Pine is charming as ever. <laughs> <laughs> Holga is really funny. She is just like a barbarian and she likes to hit things with a big axe. And <laughs> <laughs> and Simon has a nice little a nice little character arc because a lot of his issues with sorcery come down to him not really believing in himself. And Edgen is the one to believe in him. And he's like, you could do it. You just like, our plan is riding on you. And I know you have it in you. So there's like a nice little friendship there. And then Doric is interesting. She doesn't get like a lot of character development because, you know, there's just a lot going on in the, in the film. Mm-hmm. But she starts out really hating humans because of how she grew up. And I think, like, throughout the film, she's like, hey, you guys aren't so bad. (laughs) (laughs) But she's really cool because she can turn into an owlbear, which is an unusual kind of thing as a druid. Mm -hmm. And I know you probably know what an owlbear is, but for the people who don't, it is literally a bear with, like, an owl's head (laughs) (laughs) and feathers and, like, talons and stuff. And it's really kind of fun. (laughs) It's really fun to watch on screen, for sure. So, 
yeah, I love this because it was so fun, but mostly I loved it because the characters were really good. I just love that they all got to bond and one of my favorite relationships was actually between Edgin and Holga because they're just best friends and they are co-parents. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's something you don't really see a lot yeah. in movies. Yeah. Especially like if they don't end up falling in love, like it's it's just platonic and mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting and neat and Kira absolutely views her as a mother mm-hmm. um because she's been the one who who has been around and who has raised her and there's a really sweet like little montage toward the end that had me crying oh <laughs> and i knew exactly what was what was happening and what was gonna happen and i still was just like bawling my eyes out <laughs> it was like their relationship is so sweet and simon and doric have a little flirtation and it's just, yeah, I don't know. I just really like the characters and I hope that they make a sequel to us and I hope all the characters are back. And I had so much fun watching it <laughs> that I'm going to go see it again. Oh, fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. Yeah, I think I, I do want to see that. I think it sounds really amusing and exciting. And I, I even thought the trailer was hilarious. So, mm-hmm. yeah, great. Yeah, I hope you like it. I will say that this is sort of outside the realm of a normal fan thing mm-hmm. but there are actually some prequel books that i've been reading oh so ek johnston wrote one called the druid's call which is doric's backstory oh, and okay. you do get all about how she grew up and became a druid and mm-hmm. why she doesn't like humans which is that she was born to humans and they were ashamed of her as a tiefling so they kept her locked away in the attic and then her parents dumped her in the forest when she was like five because Mm. they had a new better baby who was all human (laughs) so she gets taken in by the elves and she grows up trying to become a ranger like them but then she realizes she has an aptitude for being a druid and that's her backstory and it sort of leads right into the movie Mm -hmm. and then there's also one called the road to neverwinter which i'm reading right now by jaylee johnson and i'm about 60 pages into it but Mm -hmm. it's about edgin and holga probably like five years before the movie and how they become a, a team with forge and probably simon comes in there later uh, so definitely not required reading, mm-hmm. but if you're looking, if you enjoy the movie so much like I did, you might want to <laughs> check them out. Cool. Well, that's fun. I had no idea they were doing those. So yeah. neat. Very cool. Great. So I hope that you like it if you go see it. Thanks. And you have been watching another revival. This yes. one is on television. Yes. Uh, tell us about... <laughs> television. <laughs> As opposed to the movies, sorry. Yes, yes, no. (laughs) So tell us about the new Quantum Leap. Yes. So um, this is on NBC. I think it's on Monday evenings, and they just aired their season finale. I'm two episodes behind the season finale, so I hope to finish that very soon. Um, This started just this past fall, last September, 
and it was renewed for a second season. So if you start mm-hmm. it, you're going to have at least two seasons to get Great. through. Great. That yeah. is actually good to know because I hate when things get cut off too quickly. Yes. But anyway, indeed. that's another indeed. conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So this is a revival or kind of a sequel series to the old series. The old series was also called Quantum Leap, and it was on NBC from 1989 to 1993. And the setup of that show is that there's this physicist, Sam Beckett, who invents a version of time travel that allows you to go back in time within your own lifetime. So I think he can only go back as far as like the 1950s or so. Okay. And he is taking over the life, though, of somebody else. So he inhabits their, it's not technically their body, it's like their physical aura. And everyone sees him as the person he's replacing. And he's tasked each time he leaps with fixing something that went wrong originally in history. Okay. And he's got a sidekick who's a hologram who's in his present, and that is a Navy Admiral, Al Calavici. Um, and he is invisible to everybody except Sam. And he's there to link with the present day computer system and tell him what he's there for and just and explain things and give like basically like like he's the internet basically. <laughs> so he can help Sam do things that he needs to do. And Sam was played by Scott Bakula, who later went on to being one of the captains in Star Trek franchise and also on an NCIS or something. And uh Al Calavici was played by Dean Stockwell, who had been a child actor in the like the 1940s and then was a young adult actor, Oscar nominee, lots of critically acclaimed roles. And this was a little bit of a departure for him, very much the comic relief character. And we really didn't in the old show see much of the present day project, but there were other employees that worked for it and they would mention them. And very, very occasionally you would see them, but it was mostly focused on the the time in the past, and each episode would end with Sam leaping into the next place he was supposed to go. So it's a little bit of a convoluted setup, uh, but once you kind of get that, it's each episode is almost a standalone because it's just sort of solving that week's problem, and you're in a different location around the world, a different situation, a different culture. You know, sometimes he's a woman, sometimes he's very young, sometimes he's a different race. So it's it dealt with a lot of social issues really progressively for its time, mm-hmm. because often he would have to deal with overt racism, sexism, homophobia, and literally walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. So I always thought that it was a good lesson in empathy building mm-hmm. for the audience. And just always, you know, pretty high quality. I think it was nominated for some Emmys. Just very, you know, empathetic and and well done. And so I'm going to give a spoiler for the original series because it's the setup for the new series. So <laughs> just be ready, which I think I've already spoiled you personally, but okay. for the audience, if you haven't watched all of the old series, which I think is available on Freebie, the series ended on kind of a quasi cliffhanger with Sam basically being unable to ever come back to the present. They were always trying to rescue him, get him back to the present because he wasn't actually supposed to be doing this experiment. It wasn't ready yet, and there's all these problems with it. So they were always trying to bring him home because he has no control over where he goes, and that's a problem. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't the way it was supposed to work. The last episode, they reveal that he never makes it home, and he's just pinging around in the past forever. Jeez. Yeah. That's so sad. It's very sad. It's very sad. 
But the thing that's sort of hopeful about it is that he gets a sense of purpose in the final episode and feels like, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. And it's kind of a noble thing. And um, he's able to improve Al's life for the better. Al had been a prisoner of war in Vietnam, and he'd been married when he went missing. And his wife at the time thought he was dead, so she had him declared legally dead and remarried. And it was the love of his life, and he never got her back. So Sam is actually able to go back in time and tell Al's wife that he's alive, wait for him, because he's going to get rescued. And so that changes Al's future, and that's how the final episode ends. So in the new series, it follows that continuity where Al has been married to that, you know, his first wife this whole time because she did wait for him and they were able to have kids and he has since passed away. Um, Dean Stockwell in real life did pass away a few years ago. He's also known to more modern audiences for being one of the Cylons on the new Battlestar Galactica. Oh, yeah. I yeah. About that. <laughs> so, yeah, and that was kind of one of his one of his last roles because he did just pass away a few years ago. So, in the new revived series, Al has died. His wife is a widow. They do have her in the show a little bit, and he has a daughter named Janice, who is really interested in trying to bring Sam Beckett home because it was one of the things his dad kept trying to do and was unable to do. So, with his death, Janice has been trying to. Uh, figure out a way to get Sam home. And in the pursuit of that, or sort of parallel to that, the the experiment has been revived by the government. And um, it is now being run by a different group. Magic Williams is the new head of the project. And he's a, also a Vietnam War veteran um, who Sam had actually leaped into in an old episode. And he's played by Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters, nice. <laughs> among other things. And he's <laughs> fantastic. And so Magic is leading the group, and he's got a crew. The lead physicist on the experiment this time is a guy named Dr. Ben Song, who's played by Raymond Lee. Raymond Lee, you may know from being the other man on Kevin Can F Himself on oh, yeah. uh, AMC+. Plus. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> he was like the restaurateur that... Annie Murphy's character was interested in. So Ben is the lead physicist. He's trying to make the project work properly. And he is engaged to Addison Augustine, played by Caitlin Bassett. And she is going to be the leaper. They've When they've designed the new version of the project, she's going to be the one who goes back in time. And Ben is going to be back at the facility. We also have a chief architect who works with the artificial intelligence computer, Ziggy, who's the same computer from the past show. And that's Ian Wright, played by Mason Alexander Park. And Ian is non-binary and also uh, is a computer genius and a little bit of a source of comic relief, though, in a little bit more subtle way than Al was in the original series. And then they also have a head of security, Jen Shu, played by Nenrissa Lee. She'd been a former convict, wrongfully imprisoned, and was a hacker, and they use her hacking skills to kind of prevent hacks and prevent computer breaches and stuff. Okay. So that's the crew, and we, unlike the old show, we see, we're mostly, we are very focused on the leaps. That is the majority of each episode, but we do have a lot more at home base in the, in the present day with the crew. So anyway, Addison is supposed to be the leaper. But then she, in the first episode, gets a message that there's some emergency and Ben has to leave and he's like going to come back for her. And it turns out that he, un, 
unbeknownst to everybody else on the team, he goes ahead and leaps. Oh, no. And we don't know why or to where. And Addison is very upset. And obviously, they want to bring him home. One of the side effects of leaping, and this was true in the old series, too, is that you lose parts of your memory. You get some amnesia. And they worry that there is going to be like a paradox effect if they inform the leaper too much of his past. Okay. So Addison goes ahead and becomes the hologram observer and goes to find Ben and does. But because of trying to avoid all these paradoxes, she can't tell him very much about himself or what's going on or who she is to him. Mm. So there is a lot of really sad stuff early on where she knows they're engaged. She knows he's kind of quasi betrayed her and she doesn't know why, but she can't tell him any of that. Yikes. And it's so sad. Very sad. Yeah. And meanwhile, there's some intimation that Janice Calavici, who's played by Georgina Riley, we don't know if she's nefarious or evil or if she's in cahoots with Ben or if Ben has turned evil. Like, we don't know why he has chosen to do this, mm-hmm. but it seems like it was all very, very secretive and last minute. And Janice keeps making a lot of decisions that seem like she is up to no good. Yikes. So <laughs> we've got the individual episode arcs of like, you know, the problem that Ben is there to fix so that he can move on. But then the present day season-long story arc of like why did he leap at all Mm -hmm. what is janice up to can they also save sam we haven't seen sam come back but it's there are some hints that that may be coming so yeah it's really good i will say the budget doesn't seem as big as (laughs) the old show so i've been in season one i've been a little disappointed sometimes at the uh cgi not looking as good as it could at times but it's got a lot of heart, just like the old show, um, and it also covers important social issues, just like the old show. And Raymond Lee is really charming and good as Ben, and Caitlin Bassett has not actually been in TV before. Apparently, this is one of her first roles, and she's really good. Um, but I've been mostly impressed with Mason Alexander Park, who has also been in some other stuff. They were in the new Sandman series on Netflix and also Cowboy Bebop. And they're just really funny. And it's nice to see some non-binary representation on primetime network television. It's Mm -hmm. kind of unheard of. And so the cast is, you know, nicely diverse. And every actor is really given it their all. Jen and Magic kind of team up a lot and are kind of the the more serious characters. But they have some moments that are neat. And there's an episode where Jen has to be the observer because the issue, some of the things that Ben has to do in the past involves some of her skill set and so that's kind of fun that she gets to kind of be on the leap at one point yeah but like the old show a lot of the episodes feel like they are homages to movies with different genres and yeah usually it's it's about him trying to fix a family though too Mm -hmm. you know some kind of family problem in the past that might have led to someone having a either dying or or being estranged and a, a lot of it has to do with him trying to you know make people reconcile, which is really sweet. Yeah. One of the big changes, though, is that he's no longer limited to his own lifetime. So we see him go back within the 80s and 90s, but also back into the the 70s. There's one episode that's in 1879. Oh, wow. 
There's one episode that's in 1934. So yeah, he's unconstrained by just being in the last 30 or 35 years or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is a better choice because it just allows for a little bit more possibility. And it's also not clear if in the old series, they would make reference to the person that Sam replaced being in his physical form back at the project headquarters. And that does not that does not seem to be the case with how they've done it this time. It's like they figured out a way to just have Ben be there, but then the other person's personality is just sort of there, but just sort of pushed aside a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So they're not really needing to have some kind of care and feeding of this other person, <laughs> which I think makes it simpler. Yeah. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. It's a little odd. But yeah, once you kind of figure out the premise, it's not that complicated. But I've I've enjoyed the fact that they've got, it's not quite as episodic because of this mystery arc. There is also this, there's another character named Martinez, who's played by Walter Perez, who seems to be another leaper. Mm. And they seem to be maybe working at cross purposes. It's very unclear. There's some mysterious things with that. Interesting. Yeah. So apparently behind the scenes, they did invite Scott Bakula to reprise his role. And he has currently been expressing on social media that he turned it down. But I don't know if maybe that was to, I don't know. I, he and he and um, Dean Stockwell were very, very close friends. It was kind of like the same sort of close friendship as the guys on Supernatural. When you're like the only two regulars on a show, you just really bond. Yeah. And I think that losing him made him kind of want to take a break from that it also might have been in an effort to make sure that it was good mm. and that it lasted okay. so the fact that it got a season two i don't know that we won't ever see him okay. i don't think he closed the door completely but for now yeah but i think you know it's not a bad idea for this to stand on its own two feet at the same time this is show run by the same original producer donald p belisario who created the show mm. in the 80s so he also created Magnum PI, fun fact. <laughs> Thank you. And <laughs> and Scott has worked with him on some other shows, so I don't think there's any bad blood or anything. Mm, okay. I think it's just and also he's not like thirty anymore. I mean <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's true. He may want to just kinda hang out with his wife and not work so hard and he doesn't really need to. So anyway. But Susan Dial played Beth in the original series and she is back. And so I don't think it's a case of this not having the same continuity. It absolutely does. But I think it would be nice if Ben was able to have his own goals and it wasn't always about just rescuing Sam. Right. But one of the main things is probably also to make sure that Ben doesn't suffer the same fate and that at least they can bring him back. Mm -hmm. I think it would be neat if they were able to do that and have someone else be the leaper next season i just feel like that would be kind of a fun twist because if addison was originally supposed to be it it would make sense that she might get a chance in the future so yeah that would be cool yeah so it's really fun i think you would enjoy it it's not as heavy on the tech as you might think for a time travel show but there are if for listeners who may be the kind of person who are like, oh, time travel gives me a headache. I mean, it's gonna, it's got a lot of these like, you know, this timeline, that timeline and the original history and whatever. So it can get a little confusing from that standpoint. But okay, yeah, if you just kind of think of it like he's just trying to solve someone's problem every week. Yeah. That makes it more accessible. Awesome. Well, it definitely so, sounds interesting. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I think it's gotten better. Okay. 
So if you don't enjoy the first couple episodes, I think it does improve as it goes. Okay. Yeah. Because I knew you were a little bit lackluster, I guess, on the first couple episodes. So I was sort of waiting. Yeah, it does. I think it does get better at a certain point when they really ramp up some of the story arc, the the long time mystery plot. I think the more they deal with that, it gets better. I did think early on, too, they weren't focusing on the leap as much. And I think they have reduced... Where they've they've made a better balance between the two storylines so that it feels a little more cohesive. Okay. So yeah, sounds yeah, good. It's good. Okay. I yeah. will I will check it out. Yeah, I don't really have a show right now that I'm super digging, so it it'll be a good time to get into this. Yeah. Good. Great. Neat. So yeah, so <laughs> where can we find the things we talked about today? Is Dungeons and Dragons still in the theaters right now? It is still in the theaters right now. And it better cool. be next week so I can still go see it again. <laughs> <laughs> and Quantum Leap is on NBC and you can watch it the next day on Peacock. Great. So next time we'll be talking about some more great pop culture stuff. So be sure to join us in two weeks. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. You can find our website at positivelypopculture.com. And from there you can find the link to the merch store as well as our email positivelypopculture at gmail.com and please rate and review the show wherever you get your podcasts thank you for listening stay healthy and safe and join us next time for another episode of pause pop pause pop